are going to wrap up all day's action, including defeat for Russell Rovers in the AIB All Ireland Club Junior Final. We're going to be keeping up to date with Father Neils. They're taking on Tullerone. That game has literally just gotten underway. Elsewhere, we are going to uh, preview Munster's clash uh, tomorrow in the Champions Cup. We'll talk about the Ireland squad that was announced during the week for the Six Nations. We're also going to talk about Conor McGregor. He's back in UFC Octagon tonight. And we're going to talk to Irish Paralympic athlete Orla Barry, who announced her retirement earlier on in the week. You're listening to The Big Red Bench on Corks Red FM. If you would like to get in touch with us on the show this evening, you can send us a text or even a WhatsApp, 0868104106. You can tweet us as well at Big Red Bench. As I mentioned, we will keep up to date on that Father Neil's Tullamore game, uh, which is just a minute old, no score there yet, as both teams uh, try and get a hold of the ball for more than five, ten seconds. Uh, Tomas Larry is alongside me, and uh, Tomas, how are you, boy? I'm great, Rory. Yourself? Yeah, I can't complain now today, except for that defeat for Russell Rovers today. Yeah, really disappointing, um, but kind of never got going. And to be fair to the, the Kilkenny crowd, we're just that bit sharper and we're generally four or five points ahead in the game. Um, mm. So, yeah, very disappointing. But look, they can still take massive pride in, in the fact, you know, they got to an Ireland final. They're going up to the intermediate grade next year. And um, look, they'll, they'll look back on pride with the year. But yeah, obviously, going up to Crow Park, massive disappointment going, coming home with a loss. Yeah, certainly. So they just never really got into the game. They were four points down early in the game and they were always chasing the game, always chasing the game. Got it back to two points a couple of times. Um, but just that Kerry Conaghy Shamrock's outfit, they were fantastic. They they were very quick, very pacey, uh, very skillful on the ball as well, and caused that um, caused that um, Russell Rovers defence all in the problems all the way through the all the way through the sixty minutes. Yeah, look, I suppose the the space in Crow Park and you know the fact that even in January you're playing on a, a carpet of a pitch. Yeah, um, so looks immaculate. Here we're just watching the Father Neils again now, but it, uh, the pitch looks absolutely incredible for this time of year. Yeah, it looks beautiful and. Do you know the Kilkenny crowd? You know, typical Kilkenny hurling, sharp, quick, um, and just never gave uh, Russell Rovers a chance. Um, but look, hopefully, um, their their near neighbours, uh, Father O'Neill's, will will have a better day at the office. But um, as you said, it's been a scrappy start to that game and another a uh, wide there for Tullerone. Um, but look, you're looking at the TV there now. Uh, it's kind of days like this that you'd want them playing hurling again. <laughs> are, you get, are you getting that club itch now? You look going to get there and zone a buzz. Going, lads, I, I'm coming back. <laughs> I don't think they'd take me anyway based on the evidence that I've uh, given over the last few years but um, no it's it's. I suppose it's obviously in your head you think you're going to be better than you are but look <laughs> I have um, that problem every day I, yeah. I think I'll stick in this in this chair now with you Rory if, 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 if you keep me <laughs> yeah no score there after three and a bit minutes there between O'Neill's and Tolerone right Tomas going to get us up to date and everything that happened today We'll kick off with Gaelic games. So, and obviously back to the disappointment for Russell Rovers in the AAB All Ireland Junior Club Hurling Championship final. These Cork side have lost out to Conaghy Shamrocks of Kilkenny, twenty-two points to fifteen in Crow Park. Fellow East Cork side Father Neils would be hoping for a better outcome. They are currently taking on Tullerone of Kilkenny in the intermediate final. That, like we said, has just kicked off. Galway beat Roscommon one fourteen to eleven points in the FBD Insurance Connacht Final League in Doctor Hyde Park today. Captain Shane Walsh with the goal for the tribesmen from the penalty spot. Porrick Joyce's side finished with 14 men after defender Eamon Brannigan was sent off just over an hour. Longford beat Offaly 112 to 11 points in the Bordemona O'Byrne Cup final in Tullamore. 
Wexford have beaten the defending champions Galway in the Welsh Cup final Wexford won 16 Galway 19 points was how it finished in Portlaoise this evening Ulster's Dr McKenna Cup final pits Tyrone against Monaghan in the Athletics ground at half seven and on to football in the Premier League Man City have dropped points yet again they've drawn two all with Crystal Palace so they're 13 points now behind Liverpool <laughs> they're with just two handing Liverpool the league title we'll have the full time report on that one coming up in a bit and we'll talk about how early Liverpool can win the league title but it's it's turning into a procession for Liverpool yeah look I suppose for everyone bar Liverpool fans it almost seems boring at this stage I know they've, <laughs> yeah. they've waited a long time for it but um, I suppose for for the most members of the public and neutrals it's, it's mm. lost the excitement really Father Neil's off the mark there as well. They've got the opening score of the game. They lead at Tullerone by a point. No scores taken. Almost five minutes for the first score in that game. Elsewhere in the Premier League, it finished Watford nil, Tottenham Hotspur nil. Arsenal won, Sheffield United won, Brighton and Hove Albion won, Aston Villa won, Man City 2, Crystal Palace 2, Norwich City 1, AFC Bournemouth nil, Southampton 2, Wolves 3, West Ham United 1, Everton 1. And in this evening's kickoff, it's currently Newcastle nil and Chelsea nil. Leeds have missed a chance to go top of the EFL Championship. They would have climbed above West Brom with a win in QPR today, but they lost one nil. And over to Scotland, the Scottish Cup holders Celtic attempt to remain on course for a fourth domestic treble in a row when they fate Partick Thistle this evening. That kicked off at five thirty, and it's currently Partick Thistle nil, Celtic one. And Cork's Conor McCarthy is off to a winning start with St Mirren. They've beaten Broxburn Athletic 3-0. Yeah, Lee Griffiths there with the goal for Celtic after 12 minutes, 34 minutes on the clock. Uh, Father Neil's with a chance from a 65 and they put it over the bar. It's Father Neil's two points to run at no score. Six minutes on the clock there in Croke Park. In the FAI Intermediate Cup fourth round, Ringmatton Rangers have beaten Bangor by two goals to one. Ringmatton Rangers are now into the quarterfinals. That was a fantastic uh, result for uh, Ringmatton Rangers today. They were goal down to the Dublin side, got two goals in the space of two minutes down Ringmatton Park. Uh, fantastic for them to be into the quarterfinals. Absolutely. And College Corinthians were due to face Bonaghy United in Letterkenny tomorrow. However, that has been postponed and will now take place on Sunday, February the 2nd. Yeah, it was a smart decision, I think, because obviously all the College Corinthians crew will have to travel today. And obviously with the cold snap that's there, and you'd imagine the pitch wouldn't be playable tomorrow. So they made a sensible thing of calling it off more than, uh, uh, calling it off 24 hours in advance as opposed to everyone getting to Letterkenny and saying, actually, lads, the pitch isn't going to be, isn't going to be ready or playable. So a very smart decision, I think, there. I uh, just mentioned as well to... Uh, um, Rob Heffernan, who uh, tweeted earlier on today, his son Cahill captained the Ireland under-15s against Australia uh, under-17s today, and they won 2-0 as well. So uh, Cahill uh, Heffernan uh, looks a fantastic footballer, big, strong centre-half as well, so a very proud moment today uh, for the Heffernan family. Yeah, fair play to them, obviously, with a non-rob from my dancing. Um, <laughs> he, he's, a, he's a madman. Um, but look, Cahill is, uh, seems to be a bit of a prodigy in terms mm. of sport. I think he's uh, the Cork GA. I think oh, they're mad to get their hands on him too. I yeah. think um, he's obviously he's 14, 15, playing under 16 up to minor. And I think he's one of the best players out in the Rockies. Mm. Um, so there'll be a big uh, kind of scrap for him there in terms of GA and soccer. But I, I guess the professional lifestyle will probably win out. Um, um, so look I know it's early days in his career but it certainly looks like good times ahead for him yeah he's over and back and stuff to Preston as well and I think there's another couple of clubs sniffing after him as well but very early days yeah but uh, fantastic to see a Corkman captain in Ireland today on to the rugby and Leinster have secured a home quarter final in the Heineken Champions Cup 
they've beaten Benetton Treviso 18 points to no score in Italy Caelan Dollar Doris and James Tracy went over the line for the Blues and boss Leo Cullen is happy to have home advantage in the next round there's the statistical advantage of playing at home in a quarter final that doesn't really count for much but you know it's important that we try and make it count so hopefully we'll get a big crowd um, which I presume will be at the Aviva um, Stadium and you know like a lot of the support that are here today have don't have quite as far to travel to go to the game so um, yeah I think it's very positive overall that Leinster machine just keeps on rolling doesn't it yeah, very impressive and look, I don't think many people doubted that they'd be able to go um, over to Italy and get a result. Mm. I think, look, I think obviously it was a pretty scrappy game. Um, they have improved a lot over there, to be fair, um, Treviso, but look, like you said, Leo there, um, it'll be very hard for anyone to beat Leinster mm. away from home in a quarter-final. Uh, third point now for Father Nilsley by three points, no scoreless. A cracking start for the East Cork side, uh, eight and a half minutes on the clock now in Croke Park. And back to the rugby where in the other game in Leinster's pool one Northampton have beaten Leon 36 points to 24 which is bad news for Munster's hopes of progressing yeah because Munster need about 40 results to go their way this weekend don't they including getting that bonus point win tomorrow against the Ospreys but um, yeah I think Glasgow got a, a, a couple of early tries um, I think they're playing sale so they also need that one to, to go their way so. yeah Glasgow leading 21-0 they're okay. approaching half time so yeah doesn't look good for Munster <laughs> unfortunately um, Ulster on the other hand have beaten Bath to book their place in the knockout stages 22-15 is, is how it finished up in Belfast so good news there for, for, for the Ulster um, fans I think that was pretty pretty average performance but yeah scrappy know, enough wasn't it we were kind of half watching yeah. that and half watching the Russell Rovers game at the same time it was scrappy enough there. I don't think they'll care they're into the last eight yeah exactly look um, a big improvement and probably the most improved side in, in Ireland so fair play to them um, in the Women's Super League for the Matthews have beaten IT Carlo 104-76 and then at 5.30 in the Men's Super League Colin C and Neptune go to Dublin Lions yeah so at the end of the first quarter there was Neptune leading 21 points to 13 and Ireland's cricketers will look to clinch victory in their T20 series in the West Indies tonight. They're 1-0 up in the three-match contest after a narrow win in the high-scoring opening game in Granada on Wednesday. All right, Tullerone have gotten their first points of the game there as well. So it's Father Nils leading three points to one with ten minutes now. And on to snooker, it's semi-finals day in the 2020 Masters in London. Ali Carter has booked his place in the final at the Alexandra Palace with a 6-3 win over Sean Murphy. And tonight at seven, David Gilbert faces Stuart Bingham. And Conor McGregor has tipped the scales at £170 limit ahead of his mixed martial arts comeback about tonight. The Notorious will face Donald Cowboy Theron in the main event of the USC 246 in Las Vegas. McGregor hasn't fought in the Octagon since 2018. Yeah, since he uh, lost uh, to Khabib Nurmagomedov. Madoff. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about McGregor a little bit later on. We'll hear from him uh, a little bit later on as well. But that fight should be about half four-ish there or thereabouts. Uh, tonight, going to wrap up all today's Premier League action with reports from around the grounds and the big result of the day was Man City and Crystal Palace playing on a two-all draw at the Etihad. Darren Stanich. Manchester City won, Crystal Palace won. It's that man, Sergio Aguero, arriving at the far post to volley home. Gabriel Apologies, Jesus that's not the full-time report there. That is a... Um <laughs> a goal update from earlier on in the game but uh, yes City 2 Palace 2 was how it finished earlier on today um, if that like, uh, 13 points clear they are of uh, Liverpool are 13 points clear now they place Manchester United tomorrow based on current form you'd expect Liverpool to win that so they will go 16 points clear tomorrow um, it's a question of when Liverpool are going to win the league title I'm just looking at some uh, reporting today 
Um, they could win the league title on the weekend of March 14th, 15th, if the results keep going the way they are. Uh, they're away at Everton that weekend. It would smash the record by a month. Manchester United hold the current record for earliest title win. Uh, they won the championship in 2001 under Sir Alex Ferguson on April 14th. Uh, 2001 with five games to spare. So this is turning into a procession from Liverpool, not helped by a really, really meek um, um, a performance, I suppose, from City over, over the last one. Yeah, look, City kind of have dropped their standards really over the last few years and Pep Guardiola almost like he's not doesn't look disinterested but he's certainly not as invested or passionate mm. as as he was over the last few years so um, I think he has a clause in his contract that he can he can leave at the end of the season yeah. he's denied that but I think it's it's popular knowledge or it's been reported that he has that clause so um, and then obviously the likes of United Arsenal um, Chelsea these teams have have fallen from grace really from once where they once were so um, it really was a two horse race at the start of the year and with City um, underwhelming I suppose mm. um, look you can't take anything away from Liverpool if they do achieve or break that record it's going to be phenomenal and regardless of even if they fell over the line now I think <laughs> Liverpool fans will, will just be delighted to, to finally get their hands yeah I'm league. sure they will yeah, don't care. I don't think they'll care when it's going to happen it's looking like they could like, go on and uh, do an invincible season like Arsenal in 2004 they had 26 wins and uh, 12 draws but Liverpool's uh, form uh, so far this season 20 wins uh, one draw from 21 games has been absolutely incredible it's crazy and it's only a matter of time uh, when they win the league title and as they say Manchester United come tomorrow at half past four and you'd imagine based on form that would be uh, three points for the Reds right going to go around the grounds now going to go to the Emirates Arsenal Sheffield United finishing up one all Andrew Chiel Arsenal won the Sheffield United won the Gunners were ahead in the first half added time a simple far post tap in for Gabriel Martinelli from a really delightful looping cross from the, for the young fullback Saka two 18 year olds involved in the goal Arsenal had other chances before and after that but they lacked decisiveness or to put it another way they missed Aubameyang they paid the price 12 minutes from time when Fleck drove left footed into the top corner for the equaliser United thoroughly deserved their point Arsenal can have no complaints it finished Arsenal 1 Sheffield United 1 that's where Wolves beaten Southampton 3-2 in their clash of St Mary's Alan Lewis it's finished Southampton 2 Wolves 3 a remarkable game of football Southampton were 2-0 up at the break thanks to goals from Jan Bednarak and Shane Long's first of the season but the game turned on its head in the second half Neto volleyed home to make it 2-1 Jimenez then converted a penalty awarded by VAR and then Jimenez again slotting the ball home after some good work by Troyore completing the comeback it could have been very different had Shane Long's header gone the other side of the post with the score at 2 end to end stuff a great game it's finished Southampton 2 Wolves 3 David Moyes up against his old side today as West Ham took on Everton Joe Rawson full time West Ham United 1 Everton 1 David Moyes hasn't managed to get one over his former side and he'll look back as a number of missed opportunities in the first 45 for the reason his team hasn't taken maximum points both goals came from set pieces in the space of four first half minutes the hosts breaking the deadlock after a Roberts Snodgrass free kick was headed in by Issa Diop. A ninth goal of the season for Dominic Calvert-Lewin levelled the game for Everton as he headed in a corner that was flicked on by Mason Holgate. It was tip for tat in the second half, but neither side could find the winner. Spoils shared in the David Moyes derby. West Ham United won, Everton won. 
Norwich beating Bournemouth today by goal to nil. Mike Lawrence. Norwich City 1, Bournemouth 0. Norwich were handed a valuable first half lead, quite literally after a bizarre handball by Bournemouth defender Steve Cook, blocking Andre Duda's goal-bound effort inside the area. Timu Fuki converted the spot kick, but Norwich struggled to make the man advantage count, and the sides were levelled up when Bed Godfrey was red-carded for a foul on Callum Wilson after a VAR check midway through the second half. It was end-to-end at the finish, but Norwich take the three points. Bournemouth are in desperate trouble. Norwich 1, Bournemouth 0. Father Neils have just gotten a smashing goal to us. Uh, they now lead to run by 1-3 to a point after 16 minutes. Yeah, fantastic start. It was Dalton, full forward, uh, who got it. Um, nice ball in and he went on to his strong left side and just buried past the Tullerone goalie so um, look a great lead and they've got a free out now as well um, in the front just until they're on 65 so fantastic start for these Corkmen yeah absolutely fantastic stuff indeed it's uh, been low scoring enough so far in the opening uh, half of the first half but uh, Father Neil's five points in the good after uh, 16 and a half minutes alright uh, Brighton and Aston Villa playing out a one-all draw at the MX today Richard Newman full-time Brighton and Hope Albion one Aston Villa one Jack Grealish salvaging a point for Villa his equaliser 15 minutes from time punishing some sloppy play from Brighton who didn't make the most of their first half dominance they had several chances in that half but only took one of them Leandro Trossard firing into the bottom corner Villa improved after the break as Brighton became more careless in possession and were caught out in a quick counter-attack which led to Grealish firing in and former Liverpool keeper Pepe Reina on his Villa debut made a brilliant diving save late on from Neil Mope to keep the scores level and Mope who lost his call near the end and was coming together between both sets of players after the final whistle Lewis Dunk had to haul Mope down the tunnel at the end not a result which does these struggling sides much good it's finished Brighton 1 Aston Villa 1 another score for Father Niels uh, they're leading uh, Tolerone uh, 1-4 to a point this has been a sensational start considering in the first game Russell Rovers got off to a very very slow start against Conaghy Shamrocks uh, Father Niels is uh, certainly not letting the occasion get to them No another point from Decky Dalton as well um, about probably about best part of 100 100 yards out from his own goal or from um, so look unbelievable start for, for Father Niels and if they continue this it looks like there's uh, an honour in Titan coming back to Ladies Bridge <laughs> well, Fingers crossed anyway still a lot of hurling to go yeah at 18 minutes on the clock on Niels 1-4 to Lerone uh, a point we'll keep updated on that one last update uh, Watford and Spurs finishing scoreless Nigel Bidmead Watford nil, Tottenham nil. Watford will be kicking themselves after spurning a host of chances including a second half penalty Spurs will be grateful to avoid a third consecutive league defeat the big moment came on 63 Spurs captain Jan Vertonghen handled in the area Troy Deeney struck the penalty well but it was waist high and Paolo Gassaniga guessed right to make the save Spurs could have won it in stoppage time but Lamella's effort was cleared off the line Watford nil Spurs nil so that's Spurs in 8th spot 8 points away from the top four, going to, uh, top four I should say I'm uh, going to hear briefly from uh, Jose Mourinho and what he had to say good game Competitive. Uh, I think we dominate for for long periods, but it's impossible to dominate against them for 90 minutes. So they had also their periods where, with their direct football, they they arrive in dangerous positions and they create lots of long balls and crosses and second balls, which is always difficult to play against. But I think. Uh, a good game and uh, a good performance by my team with uh, the limitations that we know that we have but trying to hide them and trying to use 
also the great potential that we have in other areas, playing with a super offensive team. Uh, we couldn't play more offensive than, than what we did. And, um, okay, uh, goal line technology is very honest, is very, is very 100% um, accurate. So yes, uh, one millimeter, but uh, I respect goal line technology. Yeah, so that's uh, Jose Mourinho talking about uh, today's uh, game and uh, the fact that the ball pretty much across the entire line, but only a millimeter hadn't ruling out a goal for Spurs today. But um, just even hearing the report there, they avoided a third consecutive defeat. Things aren't going Spurs' way at the moment, which suggests that the problem isn't as easy as changing the manager's mouth. Yeah, look, Levy hasn't got the, I suppose, the the bit of a boost from hiring a new manager and, and Mourinho coming in. Um, so I always thought it was a mistake getting rid of Pacino, but um, even listening to the interview there, you'd almost fall asleep listening to <laughs> Mourinho. He, he sounds just, bored already. Yeah, he, he does. He just... He said he claimed to have learned lessons from his last spell at United and, and everything when he was like coming it. in, but yeah, it doesn't really sound like it. And um, players, you know, they don't seem to be reinvigorated or energised by him. Mm. Um, and look, there's probably going to be some high profile exits, unfortunately, um, on, unless Mourinho or Levy can convince them to stay. Mm. Um, so yeah, look, tough time for Spurs. And they obviously big to get back into the Champions um, Champions uh, yeah. League you know a lot of ground to cover as things stand Chelsea drawing uh, nil all at Newcastle that game has just gone half time so as things stand uh, Tottenham 9 points of uh, the uh, Champions League places at the moment so I uh, think certainly not going uh, Jose Mourinho has weighed there at the new White Hart Lane Tullerone have gotten another score so it's uh, Father Neil's 1-4 Tullerone 2 points in what's been a fairly low scoring game but no Neil's doing quite well Tomas yeah, 21 minutes gone um but look, they'll be happy with their start. You know, it's a decent, decent lead. Um, they seem to have a bit of momentum, a chance to, for another score here. I think that's Owen Conway. That's um, wide, just trail wide, yeah. But look, there's still still evidence that we might, myself and Roy, might be popping down to Ladies Bridge for a few <laughs> points to join the celebrations tonight. Well, you're in East Cork tonight anyway, because you're at the yeah. East Cork Sports Wars tonight. Yeah, I'm down that direction anyway. So look, um, I'll have to get on to the wife now to, to maybe uh, <laughs> see if I can head down the road to Ladies Bridge. Um, she's been looking after the kids now for the day, so I don't think I'll, uh, I'll stretch I wouldn't that. chance that, no, probably <laughs> probably not. No, um, I'd be at the Rebel Oga Wars tonight as well. Uh, at uh, the Clayton Hotel Silver Springs so looking forward to that one a little bit later on Tullerone have closed the gap again Father Neil's won four Tullerone three points nice little spell this uh, for the Kilkenny side um, going to talk uh, rugby now because the Ireland squad for the Six Nations was named earlier on in the week eight months to players Noel Dave Kilcoyne Jack O'Donoghue Peter O'Mahony CJ Standard Andrew Conway Keith Earls Chris Farrell and Connor Murray Um any monster players you surprised didn't get the, the call up? Probably would have thought that Niall Scannell um, would, would have deserved he's it. He's first uh, time, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. And look, he's he's played every game for Munster. Really, started every game for Munster. Um, Heffernan, obviously from Connacht, has has, has got mm. the nod. Um, which look, he's probably been in decent form, but um, it's a big call from Farrell. I suppose it's an indication of, you know, if if you have genuine form, the likes of Jack O'Donoghue coming in as well, he's going to pick you. Mm. Um, so that's probably good for 
good for um, you know players on the periphery um, whereas Schmidt seemed to have his tried and trusted um, lieutenants and he kind of stuck to them as, as much as yeah. possible so it's kind of a good indication really that hopefully you know the foreign players will be picked um, but I think that's probably the biggest surprise um, obviously Ruddock from Leinster as well might have been a bit disappointed um, That was the big surprise really that he wasn't included yeah, but a, he, he, although he's had a bit of form in the World Cup, but he's actually never started a, a, a Six Nations mm. game. So it's not as if he's got a wealth of experience at international rugby. Um, again, his versatility across the back row is big, and look, his leadership skills. But he probably one is one of the foreign back rows in the, in the in the World Cup, albeit um, I think he only started um, against Russia. Um, mm. So yeah, but surprising that he he hasn't got the nod. I think like some Max Deegan and, and Kayla Norris just the the power they have and the you know the, the what they can bring the explosivity that they can bring off the back of a scrum I don't think you could ignore their their claims so um, look that kind of youth and that enthusiasm has, has kind of got the nod but yeah definitely from a monster point of view I think Lyle Scannell is probably the, the unluckiest there Yeah considering he, he had minutes game time at the World Cup as well mm, Look he's so, a number of players who played at the World Cup actually aren't featured. Yeah, who's like I suppose you've obviously Rob Kearney as well. After look, uh, an unbelievable, like I think I made my debut for Munster two thousand and five, and I think the actually same game. I think Rob Kearney was making his debut in Leinster colours, and he's um, what he's achieved with Leinster. How many four, three or four Heineken Cups, um, three or four Six Nations with Ireland, Lions tours, just a phenomenal career thus far. And he's still going, obviously, with Leinster. Um, but I think it's probably a passing of the guard. Um, you know, Ireland probably want to play. Oh, they have a chance at a goal here. Oh, good defence by Father Niels to, to keep him out. But probably a change of the guard for Farrell, like, um, you know, to to maybe have a bit more um, ambition and maybe have an attacking threat coming from full-back. Um, mm. Cairns was obviously an unbelievable player for, for Ireland, but um, the likes of Will Addison, he played today now for Ulster, set up a try, scored a try. He's been fantastic. Um, and, you know, those kind of players... Um, Attacking from from deep, returning deep kicks, yeah. um, it could be kind of an exciting transition for Ireland. Um, so look, um, that's probably a big uh, omission as well, uh, Rob Kearney. Yeah, three uncapped players. Well, Ulster's Billy Burns and Tom O'Toole. Um, uh, five uncapped players, I should say. And then it's the trio of Max Deegan, Cale, and Doris who scored a try for Leinster today, and Ronan Kelleher. So some very exciting players coming through. Yeah, Ronan Kelleher looks like a machine. Um, <laughs> he was scoring tries for fun there for I think the first four or five games in a row of the the Pro 14. He scored. Look, some of them might have been off the back of a, a mall, all right, mm-hmm. but. Um, he's a massive unit of a, of a young fella uh, has been very very impressive so well deserved for him and like I said uh, Max Deegan and Caelan Doris have been really impressive interesting um, to see um, Billy Burns get the call up um, as an option at out half look it's an indication of how far uh, Ulster have progressed and he's kind of controlled that ship mm. um, See John Cooney generally has the kicking duties. Uh, Billy Burns knocked over one today, all right. But um, look, it's, it's a reward for him, and he's. That's uh, a goal Ooh. for Tullamore. Sorry to cut across you there, Tomas. But uh, Father Neils have gone to sleep in the last five minutes. They were six points to the good. They now trail by a point. It's Tullerone 1 5. Uh, Father Neils 1 4. 27 minutes on the clock. And uh, that was a bit too easy from a Father Neils perspective. Yeah, wearing signs, all right. Um, it's one of the Tullerone attackers kind of 
Phillips carried the ball and, and shipped off a little hand pass to their centre forward and a lovely finish from him in fairness so I think it's time for, for Father and Eels to maybe slow the game down a bit settle it down and just try and nick the next point mm-hmm. um, but no, it's not no need for panic stations yet um, yeah. Martin Kilgan was with the goal uh, the number 11 there for Tullerone a fantastic uh, finish from uh, from close range admittedly but Tullerone have really stepped it up in the last couple of minutes and uh, Father and Eels are struggling to get to, to, to grips with this yeah, look, um, well, they've, they've just uh, pressurised the Kilkenny um, defence into giving away a free, so uh, a ta- chance for Decky Dalton, um, the ever-reliable free-taker, to, to level the game up now and uh, settle down Vodder O'Neill's uh, game plan again. Um, the other big talking point this week from the Irish perspective was, obviously, they needed a new captain after Rory Best retired, and that went to Johnny Sexton. A lot of people maybe... Uh, complaining on Twitter saying that Sexton is maybe too old and maybe might isn't guaranteed to start and uh, his injury record and all that but when you look down the options he's probably the most logical choice I think so um, I guess from a Munster point of view we, obviously we'd have loved to have seen Peter Manny get it mm. um, and he's captain the lines and obviously a lot of experience captaining Munster um, I think well Dalton has put that free wide so it's yeah, remains put, to number one five on one hill one four yeah <laughs> to, 28 minutes on the clock down um, sorry I think Munster's just Munster's farm really has has probably you know Pete has struggled in one or two games since he come back he was fantastic against Racing last week uh, we all know the leadership qualities he had but um, I think it's probably a sensible choice from Farrell's point of view um, Sexton has been there and done that uh, he's been world player of the year he's been in lines towards um, he's in a leadership position at 10 anyway mm. he's he's making the choices as to, to whether he kicks the corner or kicks a goal himself um, the extra pressure it won't phase him yeah. um, look I suppose there has been criticism of his captaincy style at times and how he interacts with referees um, I suppose the most recent point was last year's um, game in, against Munster in Thumbham Park where he kind of I suppose lost his head really mm-hmm. um, got involved with Finian Witcherly in an altercation kind of they got a bit I suppose ratty with Frank Murphy the referee and um, a lot of people questioned um, whether he had I suppose the the calm head uh, a la Rory Best to deal with referees yeah. and I suppose be uh, you know be, be a talking point and be a, a, ca- a calm reassuring uh, a point of contact for a referee so that's maybe the only question over him but um, that experience he has you think that he will be able to be able to develop that uh, rapport with referees and, 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 and bring all that experience he has to, to, to play but look in terms of players looking up to him within the squad him speaking, him leading, him demanding, I suppose, standards. Um, I think it, it's a good choice for Irish rugby, and especially in a period of transition, um, you, you know, you want that experienced head in there. So, look, I think it's a good choice by Farrell. As you say, the, it is a period of transition. For, sorry, Father Neil's just equalised there, 1 5 to 1 5 is how it stands now against Tullerone. Um What are Ireland's expectations going to the Six Nations? I think, I think it'll be about. Uh, maybe getting three wins minimum mm. um, look we're away to, to England and Twickenham and we're away to France France have uh, named a pretty experimental team they've a uh, very young squad really as well but anytime you go to Paris is is going to be difficult um, oh big goal chance Tell here for another goal here oh, uh, yeah. it is in and that is very poor from a Father Neil's perspective it is uh, Tullerone uh, leading out 2-5 uh, to one five, it was uh, Peter Walsh. I think uh, got the goal, broke his hurling in the process as well. Um, very slack defending from Father O'Neill's, and they look like they're going to go in behind now as a result of that. 
yeah, your hurling traditionalists will be uh, will be turning in their grave. They're you know, Polarine is trying to play out from the back and just a misplaced pass. Um, Tolerone really uh, took it full advantage. But um, look, you could imagine what the management will be saying from the sideline is just drive the ball out. But I guess that's the way the modern game has gone. Teams are trying to maintain possession, and that's the risk you take. Um, Polarine have got a free as well, another chance for Decky Dalton to cut the lead to. Just two on, points yeah, just on halfway it's yeah, very big, big frustrating break. I guess after that brilliant start to yeah they were six points up at one point and they were looking really really good and we were praising them so much and then yeah. just Tullerone have turned it on turned it on they were the favourites coming to this uh, the Kilkenny side and so we wait for uh, Dalton to, uh, to take this free um, but it, this will reduce the gap to two um, get into half time and as uh, Dalton hits it it's up it is going good and Strike, it yeah. is over bad it's a fantastic free uh, from uh, Decky Dalton that means they'll go into the uh, half time break uh, two, two points in rears half time whistle has just gone Tullerone 2-5 Father Neils at uh, 1-6 so plenty uh, for Father Neils uh, to do uh, in the end but um yeah, we're going to talk more rugby in a bit. We're going to look ahead to uh, Munster's uh, Champions Cup game tomorrow. And uh, we're going to hear from uh, Billy Holland and Johan van Graan as well. For that, we're going to take a quick break. Before that, we're going to get a halftime report from St. James's Park, where Newcastle and Chelsea are going head-to-head. Newcastle nil, Chelsea nil. Not a game full of excitement to warm you up on a cold Saturday night in Newcastle. Chelsea very much dominating the ball and looking the more assured, but Newcastle will feel happy with the way they have defended. They've not appeared in too much trouble. Indeed, it was the home side with the best chance. Joe Linton doing well to get his head on the end of a cross and rattle the crossbar with it. Half time, Newcastle nil, Chelsea nil. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, going to talk uh, Monster. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6pm. Glad you could join us for The Big Red Bench on this uh, Saturday evening. Rory O'Hagan, Small Solaria here with you until 7pm. Half time in Croke Park. Um, not a good latter part of the uh, second half for Father O'Neill to war in control of that game against Tullerone however two Tullerone goals uh, sees Father O'Neill's uh, leading uh, are trailing Tullerone 2-5-2-1-6 and from a Munster perspective Tomas not looking good at all Glasgow Warriors leading Sale Sharks at 21 points to nil so as things stand according to uh, Colm Kinsella uh, on Twitter of the Limerick leader um, a bonus point win for Glasgow means that Munster will be out of the Champions Cup basically <laughs> before they even kick off tomorrow yeah that would be a, a right damn squib tomorrow in, in Thurman Park um, and you'd suspect that Glasgow look on, on definitely on course to secure that bonus point sale of no nothing to play for um, in the Champions Cup um, so look it, it seems like um, unfortunately um, it'll be a bit of a, 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 <laughs> a bit of a nothing game yeah, tomorrow but look I guess then on, on the flip side you know you've the likes of Calvin Nash coming in on the wing uh, opportunity for him Jack, o, Jack, um, Jack O'Sullivan's come onto the bench um, a fantastic number 8 Um can play 6-2 and then the likes of Ben Healy and Craig Casey as well are on the bench so 
if if kind of things don't go away in results then hopefully there's an opportunity for to give these guys genuine game time in Champions Cup get that experience at Thomond Park and, and I suppose mm. develop them for the for rest of the season and next year but yeah look hopefully by some miracle Glasgow failed to secure another <laughs> try and there's something to play for tomorrow yeah I'll keep you posted on that one but it's not, not looking uh, too likely there it has to be said um, alright Billy Holland making his 225th uh, appearance uh, for Munster tomorrow he goes up to 4th on the all time list of appearances ahead of uh, Marcus Horn. going to hear from him uh, speaking at the uh, pre-match press conference Nick Castle Island Daddy ran the bar Mammy ran the shot we're playing at home in Thomond Park in Europe. The only thing that matters for us is, is winning and, and in the process attempting to get uh, four tries. But we know that you got to start with the most important bit and that's winning and showing people how much this competition means to us and going out doing ourselves justice and having the pride we have with this competition and uh, performing on Sunday at one o'clock. It's all we can control with a few small little adjustments of every confidence that we can get there and we've huge part to play in our season yes Europe is out of our control to a certain extent but uh, there's a long way to go and you know we've played uh, you know series and wrestling home and away they were semi-finalists in Europe for the last three seasons and we have gotten better we're still not beating them but we're, we're going in the right direction which yeah it's frustrating when you get those results but um, as I said we're, we're going in the right direction it's certainly putting on performance for the fans, but it's putting on performance for ourselves as a squad. You know, we've 45 players, you know, loads of management. We owe it to everybody who's involved with the Munster brand to, to perform on Sunday. And then you've got the fans, you know, walking around the arena after the game, um, applauding the fans. It's, it's, it's emotional, it's hard, particularly when, you're, when you've lost. Um, and we want to go out and, as I said, do what we can firstly for ourselves and then very importantly for our fans because 19,000 tickets sold for round six game um, where we're out of control of what can happen is is incredible and it's a testament to how um, how loyal our fans are and we, we appreciate it so so much and you know we want to repay that on Sunday yeah, but you see what someone like Alan Wynne Jones does to, to change up <laughs> to change up a mentality in a team how one man can Turn, uh, turn the mentality of a team around. Yeah, they've had a tough season, but they ran series close most of the weekend. Um, they've got some of their Welsh internationals back, so they also have nothing to lose. They're looking for a win, their first win in the competition. So they have, they won't have any fears. You know, from their point of view, what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to lose another match in Europe. They're out anyway, so they're going to come fearless, which is always a dangerous proposition against a team with, with a, a lot of talent uh, throughout their throughout their squad. Um, so, you know, as I said, we're focusing going out and get a win on, on Sunday and whatever happens, happens. That's Billy Holland who makes appearance number 225 for Munster yesterday, he'll now be fourth on the uh, all-time appearances list for the Reds. He has been around for so long and he's just been so consistent over his entire career to us. Yeah, Billy, I would have first played with Billy in, in school. Um, he was on the senior cup team, he was in fourth year, he was in sixth year and um, there's a gang of them from, from fourth year, Duncan Williams, uh, Dara Hurley as well, they all went down to play with Munster but yeah, look, I think he made his debut 2006, I, I think it was, or seven maybe, mm-hmm. but like, um, to be behind, I guess, like Paul O'Connell, Dunica O'Callaghan, Dunica Ryan, Mick O'Driscoll, um, you know, he stayed patient for a long time. Um, it was, I suppose, 
was uh, essentially uh, had, to, had to make do with uh, the, the Pro 12 games for a long time but the last five six years he's become a key component in that Munster team mm-hmm. and a key leader there um, any fellow who plays 220 odd professional games for Munster yeah. um, look it just uh, I suppose it's it just shows how much uh, I suppose talent and uh I suppose ability that he has um, and look he's a real popular guy within the Munster squad yeah. so look a tough interview for him there you know mm. trying to trying to big up a game that maybe <laughs> that he knew maybe, himself, yeah, yeah. yeah um, and, and Osprey side who've been totally underwhelming um, mm. but look but the fact I, that as Billy said over 17,000 tickets sold I'm assuming more have been sold for tomorrow as well I mean like says a lot that the Munster fans still want to get out there and support their team yeah look I, I think it does and um, you know that relationship with, with the supporters is genuinely something kind of really special that you know it's not till you go away and play with another team that you realise that it's kind of uh, almost parochial um, it's as genuine as it gets in professional rugby um, look Munster fans are disappointed uh, Munster fans are frustrated they they expect obviously uh, success um, but I, I think they must appreciate that I guess this side has probably overachieved in the last few years getting to the semi-finals like mm-hmm. Billy alluded to um, you know we probably didn't have the biggest play, playing budgets and um, you know you're restricted in terms of players you can sign by the RFU um, so I think uh, while this year getting out of the group is ex- incredibly disappointing I think the, you can't really criticise the playing group or, or the management too much and look there are signs that you know th- they are improving but um, look um, it's great to see Munster supporters come out in force mm. again Alright we're going to hear now from my Dave Coin. I think any time you put on a red jersey it's not hard to get yourself up um, obviously we were bitterly disappointed to lose to Racing you know I, d- I thought we competed very well with them for 70 minutes and unfortunately I think the last 10 minutes they were in full credit to them they, they deserved to win they ran away with it a bit um, the task is now you know you got to dust yourself off quickly and get ready for a very hungry Astros team you know that they need wins um, they haven't a win in this competition yet so they're going to be definitely going to be targeting the scalp and Tom Park off us and we've got to be emotionally and mentally ready and physically prepared for that on Sunday we had a review of the game this morning. Um, I thought it was quite a positive review. You know, we went through attack D, um, a lot of areas, and one thing that we did highlight is just finishing the game. Um, I thought we actually started the wrestling game was one of the best starts we've had in the last year or two to a game. I thought we really came out of the blocks well, which is something we hadn't been doing. So I thought that was a quite a positive to take from it. Um, and but it's certainly something we need to address. You know, the last 10, 15 minutes and a couple of games have really hurt us. So. Um, you know we're looking at different things we're looking at you know obviously impacts off the bench you know fitness in the squad um, you know we look at each other you know you look at yourself first and then you look at others and, um, but we're, we're going through everything with a fine tooth comb to try and come up with solutions for this weekend Yes, yeah, Dave Kilcoyne there uh, mentioning as we discussed last week Tomas just the last 12 minutes against Racing when they scored three tries and Dave on about like finishing the game is a bit stronger and Munster so good last week against Racing for 70 minutes just couldn't keep it up for the 80 Yeah look I guess that's again down to the strength of the squad mm-hmm. and Racing able to unleash uh, season internationals off the bench um, and probably you know uh, the Munster even front row had to go an extra 10 minutes uh, to make a switch uh, compared to you know Racing doing it in the 50th minute mm. um, but look it's it's tough it's probably the scoring was definitely harsh on them but you know it was it was a three or four tries yeah um, three tries and 12 minutes yeah the, you know that that you know they conceded um, to, to Munster's one I don't think Munster could have any complaints with the final result um, so look like like Kilcoyne Kil- 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 said there um, 
try and finish out games better. Look, it's it's probably a hard thing to you can say it, but it's a hard thing to do. Mm. It's kind of the process. Every you know, every player, every minute just takes care of itself. Um, so it's kind of a generic thing to you know when you hear teams talking about starting well or, or finishing well, it's, it's you can't really prep for that or you can't really prepare to do that. But um, I suppose look him, himself, his own game has been going really well this year, and he's probably been one of the the, the four monster players really, particularly in first half. Um, over in, in Paris he was incredible carrying the ball and um, look hopefully a few more players can, can uh, tr- he can drag them along and, and up to his standards and I think that will improve the Munster squad Alright um, back underway in Croke Park as well uh, Father Neil's training to run 2-5 to 1-6 in the uh, AIB Intermediate Club final uh, first score here is vital you think Mm, look, if Father Niels can can stay within touch, look, they're still in touching distance. Um, but if they can get a bit of momentum back on their side, um, Tullerone definitely confidence has not gone up. But look, mm. it's very scrappy start to the second half as well. Again, but Father Niels have a chance here, an opportunity to. That's looks, gone over the bar. Looks like it's gone over yeah. the bar. So look, Gap it's back to one, back to a point game. Um, and look, with it, hopefully with a free taker like Dalton, I know I put Gabash in him earlier, but <laughs> um, when he's taking frees and you're going to be in a game, um, so look, it's all to play for there. And uh, Father needs to be happy now to, to have gotten that first point in the second half. All right, we're going to hear uh, briefly from Johan van Grand looking ahead to summer. Yeah, look, um, we're still in this, in this competition. It's it's out of our hands now, but it's always brilliant to to play at Farmer Park and. No, we have uh, incredible support. Um, uh, you know the amount of months the people that that went to to racing and uh, the people uh, at the airport. They they were all brilliant, and you know uh, we we love to play at Thurman Park. And uh, before the the Leinster game on the twentieth, we were unbeaten here for for two years, and uh, even that game it came down to a lineout in in the last minute of the game. And, no, we are really looking forward to to play at home in in which will be our last European game of of this season at home. I suppose they've got quality players. Alan Wynn is one of the very best players in in the world, and um, and I was close to to World Rugby Player of the Year. Um, even though he's possibly not the captain in in wording for them, he's definitely their spiritual leader, and it's a player that I respect a lot and we respect a lot and. Even their performance against Saracens was was very good, and you know, uh, the weather um, was against them in that second half. And obviously, they'll come to Thurman Park with, with nothing to lose. And you know, um, it's it's a new game of rugby. Yeah, it's Johan van Grand there speaking ahead of what is now going to be a dead rubber tomorrow, Tomas, because Glasgow Warriors have just gotten um, their fourth try and bonus point against Sale Sharks. So that's it for Munster. Yeah, um, look, I suppose another pretty uh, bog standard interview from Van Grand there. <laughs> doesn't um, get much away, does he? No, not at all. Um, but I guess uh, how refreshing would it be if you come out and said, no, oh, we're probably going to be going playing for nothing, so yeah. it's going to be a meaningless game. Um, but look, disappointing for Munster. Um, hopefully they'll give a few guys like Ben Healy at out half a bit of game time. Um, he's a fantastic player. I saw him play in the Schools Cup final maybe two, three years ago. Um, and he was just different level than every other player on the pitch. Um, so guys like that kind of need that experience, 
get the confidence levels up um, and look I think he could be a future Ireland number 10 um, so look hopefully a few of these guys will, will get more game time and we can maybe put a bit of silver lining on it but yeah look mm. um, disappointing for Munster Alright uh, 36 minutes on the clock now in Croke Park it's at Tullamore leading by a point 2-5 uh, to 1-7 over Father Neils. Father Neils are on the attack and uh, they have a sideline caught here uh, that uh, Dalton is going to take he's eyeing this one up isn't he he's looking at this going yeah. I can put this over the bar it's about 50, 50 odd yards out Wouldn't put left it past hand him. side near side puts it up and uh, it's not going to go over the bar it's going to go into the edge of the square oh. Um, oh. goal chance here oh. goal for Father O'Neill's yeah look um, I think it's Owen Conway um, Owen Conway with a fantastic goal good ball in um, from, from Dalton's sideline um, obviously it came off one of the defenders Conway picked or the goalie came back with the goalie Conway picked it up and pulled it to the to the, to the back of the net um, I actually played for <laughs> Immaculee under 15 so it on Conway <laughs> he, he's uh, I think he's 37 or 38 I think yeah. he could have another junior title as well so he's one of the stalwarts of this uh, Father Neil's team so fantastic to see him get a goal I think he's 1-1 from play now so look a, a fantastic goal from him and a bit of momentum now for Father Neil's yeah, fantastic stuff there. 37 minutes on the clock. It's Father O'Neill's uh, leading Tullerone at the moment now. 2-7 to 2-5 is uh, how it currently stands in Croke Park. That game has just been turned right on its head uh, by that fantastic goal for O'Neill's. Uh, so fingers crossed that they can go on now. Yeah, Tom, Tommy Walsh has been pretty quiet for Tullerone. His brother Podrick has been on quite a bit of ball at centre-back. But um, look, it looks like like this. this oh, I think it could be a free in now from for Tolerance yeah, so good. look it's it's going to be a back to point game but look if it, it's livened up definitely in the second half All right, just some uh, latest scores as well in the uh, basketball at half time in the Super League Neptune were leading uh, the Dublin Lions 49 points to 37 in the Premier League still scores between Newcastle United and Chelsea 60 minutes on the clock there Celtic still a goal up away to Partick Thistle in the Scottish Cup uh, thanks to Lee Griffith's goal after 12 minutes and Glasgow Warriors 28-0 up on uh, Sale Sharks so that's uh, looking like Munster's uh, goose uh, that is Munster's goose cut Unless Sale Sharks come back and get a win. It's not impossible, is it? <laughs> I yeah, think yeah, yeah, that kind of says it all, really. Like, I think I'd have a better chance to come back and win out <laughs> Ireland now than that happening. All right, back to a point. Now it's on Croke Park, Tullerone with that free up and over Barrow, O'Neill's 2-7, Tullerone 2-6. All right, so before we wrap up uh, and hand you over to uh, Stevie G for the rest of the evening, Conor McGregor back in UFC action tonight. Are you a fan, first off? I definitely respect what he's achieved in in the game. Um, look, then the the discipline that is required for UFC, um, okay. and particularly, um, I suppose, his, his skill set in terms of standing fighting in particular. Mm. Um, look, he's a good point for Father Neil to stretch it to to, to two. lead to two Dalton, Dalton again. Play. He's an animal. Yeah, he's look. He could be a good option for Cork as well in the forward line. Probably a different option that they have at the moment. Yeah. Someone with a bit of physique and and power as well. But I guess back to McGregor. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd admire what he's achieved in the game uh, of MMA. Um, obviously, look the the stuff off the off the out of the the ring. All right, is a bit questionable his character, but um, look the ambition he had, the the discipline he have had, and coming from nothing to to being one of the biggest sports stars in the mm. world, you have to tip the hat to that. Um, and he seems to have maybe become reinvigorated and uh, almost kind of 
got his discipline back for this fight so it'll be interesting to see how he gets on about against the cowboy but um, yeah look I'd have respect for what he's achieved in the ring um, so look mm-hmm. I think obviously there's he could probably conduct himself a bit better out of it but look that's just the, the game of MMA and, and I suppose you know what he's doing uh, outside of the ring is probably separate than the sports person yeah um, I think um, the appetite certainly isn't as big for Conor McGregor's fight this time round as uh, Tullerone just put another point over the bar so that's back to a point Father Neil's 2A Tullerone 2-7 um, the, there doesn't seem to be as much of a buzz around this fight as there has been it's been a lot more low key he's fighting uh, Donald Sroney who's lost uh, his last two to Justin Gatche and to Tony Ferguson probably should have retired at this point but he's uh, still fighting um, it's probably going to be a handy enough win for McGregor tonight you would feel um, it'd be interesting to see how much ring rust is a factor tonight hasn't fought since uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov in uh, 2018 um, so it'll be interesting to see how fresh McGregor is how sharp McGregor is tonight uh, but looking forward to it regardless uh, UFC 246 tonight in Las Vegas uh, going to hear briefly from McGregor himself uh, looking ahead to the fight uh, on time yesterday only only a half hour late today ah, which yeah. is not, not bad <laughs> less than I would I'm on the fight's getting close I'm getting focused now I want to fight so I've given I feel of I was early yesterday I've been uh, handling the duties that they've put before me. <clears throat> so, give me a little bit of slack, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to praise you. It was less Thank than you. Good man. Thank you. <laughs> Talk about yesterday, man, the press conference. I think it took a lot of people by surprise, right? The energy that was in there was obviously your first time back in front of the big crowd. There's no can throwing. There's no yelling at anybody. What, what did you make of yesterday and the, the energy there? I have to say I enjoyed it. I mean, it was good. There was competitive spirit there and a good energy in the crowd. And, you know, we're gearing up for a, for a fight. Um, I just react like I said yesterday I react how the situation is and the situation has has been good so it's been respectful a welcome change right so happy days I was going to say a welcome change I wonder do you find this more pleasurable I mean I think in the past man you've had the weight of the world on your shoulders as you're you know creating these rivalries and, and, and making these intense battles that everybody wants to tune in for is this is this better? Oh there's still pressure here right there's still there's still weight on the shoulders so um, I enjoy it. I enjoy these moments. This is what I this is what I love to do, right? So it's good to be back. Um, it, it's a different re- uh, response between myself and Donald, but it's still a high intense bout. And make no mistake, I'm coming with all my intent and all my all my skills to put Donald away. Indeed. I think, regardless of of the result, I think I should possibly I should probably face both of these men. I would like to face both of these men. I'd like to face Tony Ferguson. I've had a history with Tony, right? We he was man. We we managed Tony. He was well looked after. We had him one of the highest paid non champions in the game, and you know there's this history with Tony. So. I'd like a bout with Tony at some stage, of, of course. Yeah, that's Conor McGregor there speaking after or ahead of tonight's bout with Donald Cerrone. Um, going to cut that off because Tomas Father Neil's a running riot. Realist, and McGregor... To 2-9 now, um, leading Tullerone. Tommy Walsh got a point to put Tullerone 
uh, a point ahead. It looked as if they could kick on, but Declan Dalton got an unbelievable goal um, full forward for for uh, Father O'Neill's and uh, Father O'Neill's number twelve. Then is followed up with another so four eight to two nine. So it's all kicking off in Crow Park. Forget about the UFC. It's all about the GAA. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Forty four minutes on the clock. There, fingers crossed. Um, we will be talking about a Father O'Neill's victory. Killian Broderick. It was uh, with that fourth goal for Father O'Neill's absolutely fantastic stuff uh, from the Cork side but still a bit to go on this Tullerone side uh, very very dangerous indeed so we won't be uh, counting our chickens just quite yet 70 minutes to go on the clock there's Tullerone pull one back it's uh, Father O'Neill's 4-8 uh, Tullerone 2 so 4 point neat as things stand uh, for Father O'Neill's this would be fantastic tomorrow wouldn't it? yeah it'd be, it'd be unbelievable for, for the East Cork club um, and Declan Dalton really is leading the way there and it's probably a sign of things to come hopefully for Cork um, like we were just spoken about his physicality um, and his skill levels could bring a different uh, option in the, in the Cork full mm-hmm. forward line or, or half forward line so um, but look um, it looks like Bonneries have the momentum if they can continue this um, look it'll be a great day for Cork Ireland Alright that's pretty much it from us for our show for tonight thank you very much indeed for tuning our way on the Big Red Bench this evening our podcast will be online shortly and you can get that on redextra.ie or wherever you get your podcast from as well just search for Big Red Bench um, we are back tomorrow from 6pm didn't have time to play Orla Barry tonight uh, one of Ireland's most uh, successful ever Paralympic athletes announcing her retirement we'll speak to Orla tomorrow hopefully we'll talk about a father O'Neill's win and uh, we'll have reaction from uh, Munster as well and we'll uh, also have a reaction from the big efforts given cup uh, derby tomorrow UCC and CIT going head to head in the Marlick Stevie's up next enjoy the rest of your Saturday evening folks talk to you tomorrow at 6 The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM